Welcome back to Just Be Better, Your Physio Begs You, the show about all the things your physio wishes you knew and how to be better at understanding your health. As always, this information is for educational purposes only. Please visit your physio or health professional if any of the content seems relevant to you. In today's episode, I'll be explaining the difference between tight and type, or tone and flexibility. No idea what that means? Great, now you can find out. Tight is what you feel in your hamstrings when you try and touch the floor. But tight is also what you feel in your shoulders and back after you've had a really big workout. So how can they be the same thing? Well, they're not. They are different. The first one, when you stretch down to the floor, that is flexibility. And what you feel after a big workout, that is tone. What flexibility is? Well, it is the maximal amount of movement a muscle can do. It is how much range of motion you have. And obviously, it's going to be opposite to the direction of work. I spoke about the hamstrings. So a hamstring extends your hip, brings it backwards, and it flexes or bends your knee. Therefore, to test the flexibility of your hamstring, you're going to need to have straight legs. And then you're going to need to flex your hip. So again, bending forwards. Flexibility is the maximum safe amount of movement a joint can do. It is a truer indicator than tone, as you'll find out, because it's how much it can move maximally. It's just how much stretch that muscle has got in it. If someone says they are inflexible or they're tight, it means they've got restricted movement. They can't move to the fullest capacity that they could or should be able to do in that joint. It takes a really long time to improve flexibility, Uh, I've been trying to work on getting the splits, it's taking forever. Uh, But because it takes a while to improve, you can also assume it takes a really long time for you to lose flexibility. It's a slow burn, it's not something that's going to happen straight away. Now, if that is flexibility, what is tone? Tone is you've done a really big workout, I don't know, you've done some deadlifts, and all of a sudden you can't touch your toes when you normally can. Oh my god, you've lost your flexibility. No, no you haven't. What you have done is you've fallen to the trickery of tone. Tone is the resting tension of muscles or the resting resistance to movement. With tone, there's a really big sliding scale of normal. You've got the really floppy low tone people that I like to call pretzels. And then you've got the high tone, really stiff people called trees. Tone can also alter with your mental state. Again, you can imagine a really neurotic, stress-looking intern in some sort of movie. Obviously, tone is going to be more highly variable. If the amount of movement you have one day to the next can change dramatically with tone, one would indicate that it has the potential to change dramatically from day to day. To better explain this, I do need to take a really quick detour through anatomy. How muscles work on a simple basis is they contract and relax. If you imagine holding your fingers in front of your face and sliding the fingers together to make a bit of a cup and separating them, that's what happens with the muscles. If enough of the fibers contract, there's going to be a movement. Now, I'm pulling numbers out of my butt here, but we imagine that when you are walking up a set of stairs, there's going to be a work and a rest ratio of the fibers in your muscle. They can't work all the time. It's it's just not how it happens for humans. So let's imagine that work-rest ratio is going to be about 50% working, 50% resting. What we then have to imagine is if you've done a really big workout, you've overloaded, you've done a hell of a lot of gardening, you've been here in Canada shoveling snow after a big storm, 
There's going to be a lot of demand in that area. There's going to be a lot of work happening through the muscles. And because those demands are placed upon the muscle, it's not going to have as much time to rest. It might have an 80% work, 20% rest period. With that, obviously, we aren't robots. There's going to be fatigue. There's going to be a loss of energy. There's going to be a loss of strength associated with that. And it also might be that those muscle fibers that have been contracting, relaxing, contracting, relaxing, they might get stuck in that contracted position and they're not going to be able to relax to the normal resting state. There's quite a few theories as to why that happens, but they're not super important. The main idea to get is that after you've done a lot of work, the muscle fibers might be stuck in a somewhat contracted and tight position. So again, if we're using the workout as an example, because that's prevalent for a lot of people, I guess, many people have had DOMS, which is delayed onset muscle soreness. It is a normal sensation that happens after you've done a lot of work. And as many people can describe, they wake up the next day or even by the next evening, they start feeling really stiff, really sore and having difficulty doing normal movements. This is actually a good thing. It is our muscle tone is guarding against doing movements because frankly, they can't stretch and work. It is a helpful thing. The body is really great at having protective mechanisms. They are just sometimes frustrating for us, the user. But as you can see, it's a sudden onset to your change of tone. From one day to the next, suddenly your tone has increased, it has changed, and it has had a really big impact on how you can move. Now, with tone, that's obviously the acute setting. That is what most people will experience. There can also be chronic abnormalities in tone at either end of the spectrum, so of either really high tone or really low tone. The biggest example of high tone abnormalities is going to be a stroke. With low tone, there's quite a few conditions. You've got Ehlers-Danlos, you've got Down syndrome, muscular dystrophy. Cerebral palsy is a bit of a tone player because that can either present as really high tone or really low tone, depending on the person, depending on their presentation of cerebral palsy. Again, information, cool to know, but the point of that is that today when I talk about tight versus tight, it's the difference between flexibility and that acute high tone. So how can we improve your flexibility? It is not something that you can massage better. I can't massage your hamstrings to make you do the splits. It just doesn't work that way. I wish. I wish it worked that way. Again, I'm so sorry. It is one of those things you need to be exercising. And there are two main ways you can do this. The one that no doubt everyone thinks of, it's stretching, which is a passive exercise. You take a muscle to its stretch position You sit there until it no longer feels a stretch and that's because there's creep happening in the muscle fibers. They are able to relax with the same stress put through them. Rinse, repeat over a period of time and that is going to improve the amount of flexibility you have. However, stretching, it's passive and passive things require small brain energy and if it doesn't involve your brain, it's usually going to have small gains. So passive stretching will take you only so far and then we're going to need to try something different. And what is that different thing? That difference is end range strength work. I think I talked about this last time, but the idea of this is you take yourself to that end position where you're beginning to feel a stretch, say in your hamstring. And then at that point, 
is where you're wanting to be strengthening. You're wanting to contract your hamstring and make it work. Why? Why would we do this? The idea is it's putting a lot of effort and a lot of thoughts are happening in the brain. A lot of things are connecting. And again, when we work the brain, we usually get better rewards. What's happening is we're taking it to an end range position and that's already sending a lot of information up to the brain saying, this is tight, I'm feeling something, what's happening? And then by contracting your muscle whilst it's at that stretch position, the brain is getting input and it's saying, oh, okay, all right, this is, I'm stretching, but I can work. This is safe. Okay, I'm feeling good about this. Okay, all right, cool, cool. And then if we do that enough times, basically you're calibrating your brain to be comfortable and to feel safe when doing these positions. Uh, Again, in Australia, a really big injury you might see in the winter months, it's going to be an AFL, it's going to be injuries to the hamstring. For these people, it might be they are doing the strength work, no doubt. God, they get paid enough money, they would be doing all the things, they've got all the sports professionals helping them there. But with those AFL kicking injuries, what happens is they're clearly going past their comfortable level of flexibility, but they're potentially going past the point where their brain feels happy, safe, and confident to move. So because their hamstring perhaps is not used to being that high, the brain is going, nope, 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 abort mission, yank, yank. And it yanks so hard that, of course, that there's, there's going to be the minor tearing, which is horrible and horrifying for that person and their sport team and community and fans and everyone else. You can, you can tell I'm very into sports. <laughs> anyway, so that's what flexibility, you know, you're wanting to do passive stretching, you're wanting to do end range strength work because that's going to calibrate the brain and make it really happy to be moving in these sorts of positions. Cool. It does take a while. It sucks. Again, I've been working on the splits and have not been consistent with my exercise program, so I'm not doing very well. These things happen. But tone, tone is good. Tone can be massaged better. Hooray! Yay! Woo! Yeah, the crowd cheers. We love it. Why is this the case? Again, that high acute tone, the tone you're going to have after a big workout, for example, that is something that can be massaged. You can use a foam roller, spiky ball, etc. Because those muscle fibers are tight, they're needing to relax. By doing things like the massage and above, it's going to increase blood flow to the area, it's going to manipulate the fibers to relax, and as well, it can feel nice, more so when it's a massage as compared to a spiky ball. I'm a bit soft with that and I hate it, but a nice relaxing massage, it's obviously going to feel good, which will contribute to you wanting to relax which feeds into that cycle of the muscles themselves relaxing. In terms of, I did talk about mental state and tone, stress management can be a really big thing. Less so for that acute high tone. If you've done a workout, listening to a meditation app before you go to bed isn't exactly going to help with that tightness. But if you've got that chronic high tone, as I said, that office worker that's always got their shoulders up around their ears, They might be someone where stress management is going to be helpful, whether it's meditation, yoga, breathing, mindfulness. An example for myself, I noticed at one point that when I would brush my teeth, I'd have my elbow out to the side and my shoulder would just be up around my ears. And I was just brushing my teeth one night, looking in the mirror, and all of a sudden I kind of was mindful and I clocked what I was doing and I I just relaxed my shoulder. I was able to drop my shoulder down to a nice normal position and continue doing my teeth. And that's something that I would have to notice, correct, 
enough times for it to be like, oh, I, I don't have that same tightness through my shoulder. It might be noticing when you're hunching, when your shoulders are up around your ears, etc. You're able to bring that down. A highly, highly, highly simplified example of why that's helpful. Stress management in terms of tone, in terms of pain. People go wild for it in the pain science community. It is huge. So that will be something I can talk about more in the pain science episode. But the main thing to consider is that if you're always feeling tense and tight, stretch management might be something for you to be looking into. Now, it wouldn't be a physiotherapist unless they said that exercise was useful for everything. Ha ha ha. Because, of course, exercise can still be useful when managing tone. How? How, Erin? What's the explanation? Let's roll back a little. I talked about within normal tone how you've got the low tone people, little pretzels, because they start off as a soft dough that's kind of mushy and flexible. They bake in the oven of life and eventually they end up a little more stiff. They have low tone. For them, they are really flexible naturally and I often find that the pretzels are going to come into my office and see me because they've hurt themselves from flopping around. They've tried to do something and they've overstretched and they've hurt themselves. For them, they're going to benefit from that strength training, the end of range strength training. Because they've got so much movement, they're just so floppy, they don't always have the strength and the control at those end range funky positions. So for them, they're wanting to do these exercises and they might benefit more so from high weight, low rep strength exercising to really increase their muscle tone to act as a little bit of helpful guarding for them. Meanwhile, the stiff people, the trees, they're the ones that are naturally inflexible. They were never the kids doing splits. They were never the ones that could do walkover handstands and all sorts of things. They are the sort of people that perhaps find it easier to build strength, harder to improve their flexibility. Obviously, they are the people that also need exercise. For them, it is working on the end of range positions to improve their mobility. I've seen so many people that are super young in their 30s, stiff, and they just have that computer lifestyle. They're office workers, they're gamers, and if they're not doing any exercises to try and move their body in those end range positions... They're in a world of hurt. I've seen what that looks like down the line for 60, 70, even 80-year-olds, and the future is grim. So for them, they are wanting to recalibrate their brain to chill, to relax. They're wanting to move their body into these funky positions they don't normally go to, to try and keep things lubricated and greasy and and happy to move. Where the irony is, uh, is pretzels, They are the floppy people and they find it really easy to do yoga and to do the cool poses, but they are the ones that can benefit the most from strength training. Meanwhile, the trees find it really easy to build strength and they are the ones you're more likely to find being hectic gym bros, but they're the ones that could benefit probably more so from something like yoga, like Pilates and like that movement-oriented world. So what is the take-home message? The take-home message is this. Flexibility is how far a muscle can stretch and it doesn't change quickly. You need passive stretching and active exercise at the end range position to improve it. Tone, it's the resting muscle tension. It's variable and your mental state can impact it. The good news, massage helps. Stress management can help if it's a chronic issue for you. For exercises, you're wanting to focus on relaxing and letting go. 
So that's it. There you go. These are some fun facts that hopefully have use for you either when managing your pain, your body, or just for sounding very knowledgeable at pub trivia. And as for next time, I am going to be talking about exercise in detail. I've mentioned it again and again and again, and physios love to talk about it. So I want to really explain a lot of the principles behind why exercise is useful and the different types that may be worth including into your routine. So thank you for that, and I will see you next time. Ciao!